Are we live? Are we live? Well, even if we're not, let's play the music. I'll be right back after these messages. Why'd you know music? Alright, we're having a little problem with the music, but that's alright. We're just going to have to learn this thing because I got my new gauges set up here and I got my new roadcaster. And uh, I'm going to have to go in and set everything up. So am I at least 5x5 five five here going on? I mean, this one's showing like it's working. Can you guys hear me? God, I hope so. All right. So here's what we're going to do. Um, first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about an article that came out. And I'm going to bring on uh, Rachel Premack, the editorial director from Freight Waves. Now, first thing I want to say is before I bring her on, remember... We are not to kill the messenger. All right. So basically, she's just she's wrote the story. We're gonna kind of go over the story, um, and but we got like I said, not to kill the messenger. And that's what we want, but don't kill the messenger. So let me uh, switch over to here and bring her on. 
And first we're going to turn on our camera. And we're going to unmute her real quick. And you are now actively speaking. Hey, how's it going, Rachel? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good, good. So you went out and uh, did yourself a story in regards to legalizing marijuana and lowering truck accidents. You are, um, let me just say, I put that out there in my in my uh, community page. Um, and there was a pretty active community page that went back and forth in comment sections. So, which is good, right? Because this is these are topics that some of the stuff that you brought up were, were kind of questions that are out there, you know, in regards to that. So why don't we do this? Why don't you tell us a little bit about that story? And I will bring it up here. Let me turn on my display, turn off this camera here. And this is basically the story here. So the title basically says legal marijuana, lowering truck accidents, new research says have at it break it down for us yeah so um a group of researchers at university of arkansas iowa state uh, uh and the university of tennessee they looked at eight states where uh marijuana was made recreationally legal they looked at uh truck crash statistics from 2005 to 2019 and kind of tracked how recreational marijuana legalization changed how many large truck crashes there were. And overall, uh, truck crashes reduced by 11% when marijuana was legalized. So this suggests that, um, you know, marijuana legalization might actually reduce the risk of truck crashes, which is the opposite of what I think a lot of people might think that, you know, legalizing, uh, you know, this sort of uh, drug could increase crashes, actually decrease crashes, at least when it came to large truck accidents. Right. Okay. So now when it comes to that, a lot of the story was also based on the fact that drivers can drink and, yep. and be off duty, but they can't do marijuana and be off duty because it lasts a long period of time. Correct. Yeah, so that's one, there's a lot of debate whether or not uh, marijuana should continue to be banned for all truck drivers, even in states where it's medically or recreationally legal. But a big hurdle in really addressing that is the fact that you can test someone for marijuana with a urine test and find that they tested positive, but maybe, you know, they were under the influence two weeks ago. Maybe they never used any marijuana but while they were actively driving, but they did it two or three weeks ago. And with alcohol, obviously with the breathalyzer, you can check right then and there someone has used or is under the influence. Um, so that's definitely a big hurdle in trying to figure out uh, kind of the sub whether the substance should continue to be banned because you really can't tell whether someone's under the influence or not. And the other side of this is that uh, drugs like cocaine or meth or opioids, um, the urine tests only show within, I think, like a day or even a few hours whether or not the person was under the influence. So marijuana, I think most researchers agree that it's much less harmful for the user and for society at large, but uh, there's not really a good way to test whether someone's actively under the influence. So this was because let me ask this. So what what made you kind of reach out and, and cover this story in the first place? 
Yeah, so I wrote about marijuana le marijuana legalization and the federal clearinghouse. Uh, actually, exactly a year ago today, I wrote about that at my previous job at Business Insider. And it was actually one of my most read stories of all time. Just people were really got really fired up about this topic. Mm -hmm. um, the ATA responded. It got a lot of response and um, interaction from the driver community and just like the larger you know, larger readership. We're right. all pretty interested in this topic. And I think, I think what kind of sparked a lot of interest in this is that even as, you know, the rest of America is kind of growing to embrace marijuana and embrace the legalization of marijuana in the trucking industry, they're doubling down on kicking out marijuana users. So you can see at this graph, um, the federal clearinghouse, which was established in January of 2020, um, it's kicked out quite a few users of cocaine and meth and amphetamines and these sort of harmful drugs, but the vast majority of drivers who have been removed from the industry are marijuana users. And it's, it's a bit of a contradiction because, you know, we're saying we need more Gen Z drivers, we need more millennial drivers, but most, uh, not most, but many millennials and Gen Zs do use marijuana and maybe they use it responsibly. They're not using it while they're working or on the road. And I think it's time to question whether, you know, removing those people from the workforce, from the potential driving workforce is really a good idea. Right. And we're not saying now, again, we're not saying that you should be doing this while driving a vehicle. No, absolutely. No. Please don't. <laughs> yeah. So nobody Please is saying don't. that at all. What, and just so everybody knows the research that was done, and I will go ahead and classify this one more time to make sure, is that we're saying that when a when a driver stops and goes home for the weekend, he can have a few you know drinks of alcohol and stuff, and as long as he is not point zero zero four when he goes to get back in the truck again, he's good to drive, right? I mean that's he's good to go. But marijuana actually sits in your the test at least comes up almost thirty days, I think, right? Am I yeah. off of that? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so 30, he could be driving down the road and then that did it 15 days ago. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, he's in an accident or there's a tollway or there's an ambulance where there's a, you know, a, a drug test or even a random drug test. And yeah, now we're applying he, for a new job or he's applying for a new job and he fails. Yeah. And he, that could be medical marijuana. Uh, which is used for a variety of, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not a doctor, nor do I play one on YouTube, but that's used for a variety of different things. So that's kind of what we're saying. So, cause this chart was interesting. So basically this chart here shows that about 74,000 drivers were thrown out from what time period? Am I, am I just making sure I'm getting this right? Yeah. Um, that's from January, 2020 to May, 2022. Okay, so that's you're looking at approximately if you cut that in half per se, about twenty five thousand drivers a year, right? Yeah. Thirty thousand. Yeah. The the FMCSA is more like precise data for twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two, but it's a lot of drivers. And one thing to note is that that seventy four thousand numbers. Some of those drivers mm -hmm. may have also tested positive for one of those other drugs on the list. Okay. So, so that also doesn't, that, that's not, they didn't, they don't separate it. They just said, Hey, this one and, and other stuff. Okay. Right. So that's just one thing to note while looking at this. Um, 
I I need to pull up that exact number, but it's um they yeah they don't at least in the federal data I've seen they don't say like this is uh these people tested both for marijuana and cocaine or these people right. tested both for oxycodone and um ox oxymorphone huh, I've never heard of oxymorphone they they get really specific with these right um but. Yeah, so so that's one thing to to keep in mind that um, this is kind of just like a big, big overview and not as specific as at least I would like to see. Correct, and and I still have my CDL right. So although I fall under, I I can sign a little piece of paper, turn it into the state, and the state in, and I don't have to have my DOT because I'm under twenty five mile or miles or whatever. And I haven't driven in a while. I'm not going to lie, but I still have my CDL. So. For me, if I wanted to go back to drive truck tomorrow, I could easily go get a DOT exam and then go, well, let's say Monday, go take my test and I'd have to do a drug test, right? Yeah. And if I'm like, hey, I want to go get, I want to go ahead and get a part-time job. I want to do this. I'm going to be drug tested. And if I did do marijuana, I would fail. So I, do you feel it's pushing a lot of people even out of even getting themselves into this field? Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who would be interested in, and I'm thinking specifically of, of young people. You hear the ATA and you hear a lot of large carriers saying, oh, we have a driver shortage. We can't hire young people. Young people don't want to be in the industry and so on and so forth. But then they're also pushing for this law that makes it so a lot of young people aren't qualified to even become truck drivers. So it's it's definitely a bit of a tension there. The other thing to know is that um, the other thing to know is that more and more empl more and more employers who would be uh, you know going after uh, workers who uh, let me let me phrase that differently more okay. and more employers who would potentially uh, hire people who would potentially become truck drivers they don't require marijuana testing like I think Amazon recently said. Amazon said, I believe last year, we're not going to be testing anyone for marijuana anymore. So that's one big employer that would be um, not interested in whether or not you've used drugs or not. More yeah. and more companies are moving away from this drug testing. So for trucking, which is, you know, allegedly going through this driver shortage to push more into drug testing right. while also saying that we have this big shortage, it's a, it's a weird weird kind of thing and i think the one the one argument i find interesting from some drivers i've spoken to they mm -hmm. say hey it's an honor to be a driver this is a really difficult job this is a job that has a lot of safety implications we don't want just like any yahoo coming in here and driving mm -hmm. an eighty thousand pound vehicle down the highway right and i think that's a fair that's a fair like counter argument is that like it is a tough job and if you're not willing to give up marijuana to do this job maybe you shouldn't be doing the job so right. it's it's an interesting uh topic because there's not really a clear answer on, on either side yeah and and just for the record i've never done drugs uh I, just so everybody knows i don't speak smoke drink or do drugs yes i'm that boring person but yeah. I, I i also don't even want somebody in a car doing marijuana because they might get in front yeah. of that truck, right so yeah, yeah. we we don't want anyone under the influence right so it's hard <laughs> right so it's hard but but somebody that did do marijuana yesterday or two days ago can get in a car today you, you know what yeah, i mean exactly. so it, it, and that 
so you're saying that that person's not dangerous at this point. So is this driver dangerous, right? And yeah. and that's I think kind of where they went with this. At this, at what point this person's still on the road and he can cut in front of a truck, mm-hmm. hauling eighty thousand pounds and cause a wreck. Now right. you actually spoke to the researchers themselves. Yeah. And how did that conversation go? Yeah, it was interesting because they pretty much stuck to the numbers that they presented in their paper and they said they have a few kind of theories of why why this is, but it's not they they didn't have like a definitive answer of like mm. this is why this reduced crashes. Um and the other interesting thing, you've got that chart up or you did yeah. Yep. Yeah, that or go down a little bit. Oh, this one the state? Yeah, the table. Um the other interesting thing is that six out of eight of the states saw uh, t- truck crashes decrease as a result of recreational legalization, but two saw increases after uh, le- legalizing cannabis. So um, the biggest increase was in Nevada and the biggest decrease was in Vermont. Um, and they did provide some reasons as to why they think Nevada saw a big decrease in Vermont saw a big, um, or rather Nevada saw a big increase and Vermont saw a big decrease. Um, But yeah, it's interesting because it's not, they don't really know why exactly this, this came about, but it seems, seems like one big, um, I'm kind of rambling here, but one big theory as to why Mm -hmm. legalized marijuana would reduce crashes is, uh, you know, people who would normally drink may have switched to smoking marijuana and um, research kind of shows that uh, driving while under the influence of marijuana is far safer than driving under the influence of alcohol, though obviously... Don't do it. We prefer if you were doing neither. Don't do either. Right. Uh, be sober while you drive. But right. um, So that's one thing. And then the other, the other reason why uh, cannabis legalization may have led to a decrease in crashes is that people typically consume marijuana at home, whereas they might be more likely to consume alcohol at a bar or at a restaurant. So was this just based on trucking? So it was also based on regular car uh, motor vehicles then, correct? Yeah, it was just all, all crashes that could have happened between a passenger car. Basically, if the crash involved a large truck, it would be involved. It would be included in this data set. Okay. So between two trucks or between a passenger car and a truck, uh, you know, anything like that. I mean, because obviously there are some states that are now legalizing marijuana. I live in Maine. They've legalized it. Um, But there are also different like uh, CBDs. CBDs you covered a little bit in here. You you go ahead. You jump on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's federally legal, though. Some states have really reduced access to Mm -hmm. how you can use it. And this was one point that a, a driver I spoke to last year, he mentioned, he, he disagreed with this idea that truck drivers should be able to use marijuana, but he did think that truck drivers should have access to CBD. The problem with using CBD, if you're a truck driver, is that then it can, there's a chance it could show up as THC on your drug test and then you're, you're booted from the industry as well. Right, you have to do your your steps of getting back in. Basically, you get, you get thrown into the pool. You have to take some uh, training, and, re- and then you get basically to to get it off your record. 
Yeah, yeah. So um, even CBD, it's not entirely risk-free, though theoretically drivers can, I believe, use it. Um, but that's a problem because CBD is also used for medicinal purposes. So if you're a driver who struggles with chronic pain or PTSD or anxiety or some of these other sort of ailments that people use CBD for, mm-hmm. you've got to turn to um, probably a traditional pharmaceutical uh, you know, um, uh, medical solution. Right. So how long did they did they kind of pull from? Like how far back were they starting to pull from? Did, did they yeah, go over that? It's the truck crash statistics are from 2000 not sorry, 2005 to 2019. Wow, so they they ran a pretty good time frame. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big it's a big data set for sure. Um and I see Maine where you're from is uh or where you're living is yeah. one of the one of the states included and one of the two that actually saw an increase in in crashes so Well, I could explain that very Maine people are weird. Um <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I'm thinking I'm 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 not a Mainer. I'm not considered a Mainer because I wasn't born here. Yeah. Um when I moved here, it's and if anybody's from Maine, I I'm sorry to hurt your feelings, but it's a twilight zone from New York. Uh, best thing I can do is, like I said, I've explained this before that a main minutes, like two and a half hours were a New York minutes, like 32 seconds. Yeah. So it, it was just, uh, to me, it was like entering the twilight zone. Uh, but yeah, so I, and this is kind of where, like I said, we do have, um, we are in a situation that the industry is, is needing drivers. Right. And I, when I read this, basically, I, or took a look at this, I saw kind of where they were going. Again, this was the fact that you have a lot of people now taking medical marijuana because they want to either go more of a natural route than prescription, you know, regular prescription pill route for pains and, and, and aches and things like that. Or they just did it recreational, but they did it three days ago, and now they can't get into the industry. And And should they be punished for that when technically is it are they still under the influence at that point? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, at four days later from doing that, I would, I would, I'm not a doctor, but I, I don't think they're under the same influence four days later as they were when they did it. Right. That same right. type of thing. So what do you, did they kind of get into what they felt the hang up was in what, like, what was the reason to go this hard with marijuana then and say, Nope, it's banned. So I didn't discuss this in great length with the researchers, but one one reason that I think that the industry has really pursued this is just the um, the nuclear verdict trend. So I think trucking companies are looking for any sort of way to mitigate their risk uh, when it comes to these big nuclear verdicts. So if they can say, look, this driver, they have passed all their drug tests for the last five years. We're just ruling that out completely as a cause for the accident. Um, we're doing our due diligence and so on and so forth. So I think that's one big reason why I think companies would be pushing for this is just that they don't want to, they want to rule out any possible uh, complication when it comes to the nuclear verdict trend, which I think is completely legitimate and fair. Um, right. I and just so everybody knows, the nuclear verdict trend is basically you get into a ra- you you want to explain that I'll let you explain the nuclear verdict. Sure, I can I can do a like you can probably do a more robust explanation. Anyway, uh, basically over the past over the past ten years, 
more and more uh, trucking companies are getting slammed with these really giant uh, lawful, un, um, wrongful death suits or uh, you know wrongful injury type suits where a passenger car and a truck get into an accident. Uh, people in the passenger car may have been killed or otherwise, you know, seriously injured. Mm-hmm. They sue the trucking company, and that uh, verdict could, you know, that verdict maybe in the past would be, you know, under a million dollars or you know, in the low millions. Now we're seeing verdicts that are more in the tens of millions or even, I think, even hundreds of millions. We've yeah, seen. correct, correct. Um, so it's. Uh, the one interesting thing about nuclear verdicts that I want to dig into more is that my understanding is that we saw truck crash, uh, these sorts of suits really come about more and more in the past 10 years because of uh, legislation that bans, uh, that caps how much you can make from a medical malpractice suit. So a lot of the attorneys that were going after medical malpractice suits when that legislation went through are now going after uh, truck crash accidents. So you can see, you can see so many billboards nowadays that are like, right. "Have you been in a truck crash? Call this number." So it's 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 a lot of that, and it is, it's it's definitely a a trend that is pretty scary to tr- large and small trucking companies. Yeah, and basically what happens is a, a carrier normally has to have a liability insurance of 750000 right? And and more companies are requiring $1 million. Um, Some companies require $2 million. Some companies require $5 million in this liability. Uh, one of my companies requires $5 million. But what, the new, what that did is basically lawyers would say, I have up to a million dollars for that insurance policy to kind of pay out. I'm going after it, right? Yeah. After that, that trucking company might be that driver is not going to have much more money than a million dollars because he's a small trucking company and his insurance limit is that million. So you would see cars, you know, and, and we've all seen some of the videos. Or if not, you can Google it uh, or YouTube it. Cars pull out, slam the brakes just to get hit from behind from a truck, right? And get the payout. So a lot of times these insurance companies would go to that million dollars knowing they would get that. Well, some of these wrecks now, they're just saying, boom, you're hitting a, a big company. Well, we're going to shoot for 10 million, 20 million, 50 million, whatever million. And, and that's, that's kind of what that limit was. Uh, just recently, there was legislation trying to get that 1 million or that 750,000 up to at least 2 million and wow. raise that limit up um, so that now all trucking companies would have to carry 2 million instead of 750,000 of liability insurance. So, wow. That was something that was a possibility, and that would also raise truck truck drivers' insurance. Uh, a lot of people thought it would double it. I've I've done a couple, you know, spoke with a lot of insurance companies. It wouldn't double it because you already have a million, let's just say, plus you have cargo and stuff. But it would raise it, right? It would raise it that much. Um, now that was one of the big things. Uh, there was laws that were trying to get passed. So I I can see where you know it's all about liability, right? If there's one possible reason that this accident couldn't have happened because he did some type of marijuana 36 days ago, some lawyer is going to jump in there and say, "Oh, look, four years ago he did mar- you know <laughs> he did yeah. this. This is what yeah. this is what he he was under the influence four years ago. Here's your test. That's an exaggeration. Now um, I could see it happening. I could see that. right. And 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 I think this is what technically causes this because it, it becomes that knee-jerk reaction uh, pff, if it can be possibility then we ain't doing it 
And and I think that's a lot of companies would rather just say, don't do it so I don't get sued. And yeah. it's their that's their instant protection in regards to that. Yeah. So yeah. um what I will do though is uh how much time you got? You got a little bit? Yeah, I yeah, I got I got a bit more time, yeah. All right, let me do this. I'm gonna possibly drop a link. And they, you do not come. All right, so I'm gonna drop a link in here if you guys, somebody wants to come on now. Uh, you will be backstage, so you do not have to turn your camera on. Uh, but you won't be on camera on this too if you do want to ask any questions. Whatever. Obviously, again, uh, we are not shooting the messenger. She's just messenger of the information. She just wrote the story. She is, you know, I know she has not said that she's pro or against either way. Um, like I said, I do mean, I? I, I actually am. I, I even I even mentioned this in the story. I am pro the idea of maybe revisiting some of these laws because I do think it really re results in truck drivers, you know, having to go to let's say a big pharma type solution if they have mm -hmm. chronic pain or PTSD or some of these other ailments. Um, but I'm pretty. I'm you know I'm not a truck driver. I don't have right. a CDL, so right. I am and pretty open to debate and you know to learn. Not even debate. I mean. I'm right. hoping to learn more for sure. As so. a truck driver, as I am a truck driver, like I said, if and and the issue is again, I I've never done drugs. I, I don't and I don't drink. So, but as a truck driver, if you can drink and get in the truck as long as you are legally um, under the influence of that, then okay. I think the only issue, like I said, is there would have to be an established way of being able to say are you on what is the level of that influence right what is the level of that i think I, I i view it the same way as just you know if you can drink which you know debatably alcohol is even more harmful for people than right. marijuana um if you can drink then it seems reasonable that someone would be able to uh you know use marijuana and they're off duty hours not right. while driving to correct <laughs> right. um, or oh. while even close to being driving um, correct yeah but that, it, the, the right. big issue is that you can't there's no breathalyzer for marijuana right and and basically the test that you're doing like i said for for the for law enforcement to figure out okay are you why don't we have at this point? It's like, okay, we need to know the level and then there would need to be an established level. However, that might be determined. I'm not a scientist. Um, I think that would have to be something that they would have to look into and say, yes, we can determine this now. Here's your, here's your level. Here's your test. Yeah. There you go. Right. And, and, and because like I said, there are people who are taking it other than taking um, prescription style drugs who are get it medically. I mean, it is a prescribed medication. Right. Yeah. It's a prescribed medication that, OK, if you have this, the issue is you can't take it while you're driving. You know, you obviously can't take it in a period, however long deemed uh, medically for impairment. After that, it's it's kind of hard to argue. It's kind of hard to argue, I would think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm I feel the same way. I I don't know what it's I think. THC is like very complex, so it's hard mm -hmm. to like test in the same way you can test a breathalyzer or you can test alcohol with a breathalyzer. Um, but it, it, it is weird that it stays in your system for like 
a month or, or so. I think a month is definitely on the high end if you're a very heavy right. user. <laughs> but um, right. it, it seems like it's uh, it's definitely a, a tricky topic. And that's why I like talking about it because like there there's no way to be like a hundred percent for it or like a hundred percent against it because there's so many. And this is one you number. Why do you think this was one of your? I mean, people are definitely this definitely sets people off either way, right? Yeah. I think there's definitely a generational gap with this, with this topic. Like, I think there is still some, um, maybe among the older generation, there is kind of this idea that if you smoke marijuana, you're like dumb or you're burning off your brain cells or things like this. And I think there's still, there's still probably some, you know, research to be done on like the effects of marijuana and, you know, cognitive abilities and whatnot. Um, but it, I, th I think there is definitely some like some debate when it comes to that. Perfect. All right. So we do have somebody backstage. All right. Um, did you did I bring you in? Can you hear me? Your mic is muted. I saw him for a second. Yep. Yeah, for one second. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Go ahead. You have a question. So my question is, I'm from India. My question is like. Is your topic related to legalized marijuana, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I have a question. Like, of course, there are various studies on both parts, like if it is harmful or not. But what we have seen, like, marijuana, since uh, it lowers your sensory capability. So, like, if you go for a surgery, you don't want your doctor to... Uh, get high on marijuana and then operate you you know mm -hmm. so it's like which needs which needs sensory capabilities which needs precision like aeroplane um, if you are driving aeroplane and if you are doing surgery in that case if you don't want your pilot or your doctor to be high so how come legalized oh, marijuana will solve anything That's so, my is question. It over a, a, so you're saying basically over a period of time Again, none of us are not. So over a period of time, um, it would actually lower your sensory perception even when you're not on it. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. Huh. Okay. I feel like there's still, there's still like some debate on that. Or maybe there has the research has kind of come down either side around that. Um, but... I think I definitely would not want my surgeon or my pilot to be using marijuana and then flying the plane or doing surgery on me. Um, I could see an argument for that person, you know, using it on their spare time and then, you know, several days or weeks later performing their job duties. Um, I, I just feel like there's still a lot of like debate on whether or not marijuana reduces sensory or cognitive abilities in the long term. Um, but I mean, just going off this current research, there is some, there is at least some evidence of legal marijuana just generally reducing the rate of truck accidents. So I think it's definitely something that still needs to be, you know, researched more and looked into more. Um, it's, yeah. So that's, that's again, kind of my and I, I, okay. I don't know. Again, I, again, I don't know if that's a correct statement or not. If that is true, I can see um, some debate in regards to that. If it is going to lower that, right? 
Yeah. If that is true. I can see that, right? I can see somebody coming up saying, well, over periods of time or long usage, um, it's going to lower that sense of, you know, that sensory perceptive type thing, which would be bad, right? And he does bring up a good point. Would you, if, if your doctor is going to be going and doing heart surgery 15 days ago, are you comfortable with the fact that he did that? I don't know, right? Uh, that's something you got to think about. It, it does bring up a good point, at least. And then there's this idea of like. Sorry to interrupt. You. Then, oh, go ahead. Okay. Can, can I come in? Yeah. Okay. So, so even uh, you know, I, I mean, uh, like surgery is also a very precision kind of work. But if you if you are on a plane, you know, and so there are certain flights which blocks the pilot being, you know, on alcohol, you know. So uh -huh. I think even on and you don't want your pilot to be boozed off or to be, you know, have marijuana before flight. Because, see, research uh, research are being curated nowadays in such a way that it can prove right and wrongs, right? But the main core of humanity is what you look into your practical life, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you don't want you don't want it on a plane where pilot have marijuana and then driving off. Of course, that's that's out of hundred percent. I think ninety eight percent of the passengers don't want that. Right, right. So I mean, research can prove anything right, wrong, and wrong, right, otherwise. But as a human, if we are saying something really practical on ground things, so I think that would make more sense. Yeah, yeah. I think there's also it is also interesting that like we're comfortable with a driver, you know, maybe using or even abusing pharmaceutical drugs and then driving. Like there's no way to test for that. There's no way to test for like whether a driver or a pilot or a surgeon could be using legal drugs, but using them in a way that could be still harmful or still um, just like generally affecting their own judgment or capabilities. Um, so I, I, I see, I, I think for sure there's still a lot of research to be done. Um, I think the fact that my, my understanding is that because marijuana is still a federally banned substance, it's still challenging to do these sort of studies. So I think it's as, as we start to see more of these studies come out, um, it'll, it'll be interesting to like see, see where that lands for sure. Absolutely. And, and thank you for coming on, buddy. I'm going to. I'm going to move you backstage again. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And, and like I said, it, it is a, it, it's a, it's a good point. Right. But then again, does, can we say alcohol does anything uh, long-term also? I don't know. Again, I'm not, none of us, none of us are doctors and we're definitely not, again, I'm going to repeat this probably through the show. Uh, we're not saying do it while driving. But do not, do not. Do I, not do will, I will, as a person who drives I, or is in a car on the road, I would rather you not. Correct. But it, not. it is a topic at this point, too. It's one of those things that, okay, do I feel comfortable with that surgeon doing that? Um, I don't know. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. Thinking, I don't know. Do I feel comfortable doing it a month ago and hasn't done since? Uh, maybe. Yeah, right. right, right. So I think you, now you're looking at, okay tolerances and you're getting down into the actual right science and medical science of it right and and what yeah, we're saying yeah. is basically that we th we've we've now presented something in regards to driving so now that we've presented that it lowers driving now maybe we need to look at the other medical aspect of this 
to see if it's something that could be allowed, right? For for whatever reason, we allow drinking um, after you know the next day. What? So where are we with the tolerances in regards to that? I think is that question, right? Yeah, there's definitely a lot more stigma around marijuana usage than drinking or smoking cigarettes. Like, do I want going back to the surgeon example? Do I want my surgeon to be, you know? stoned every night probably not but do i want my surgeon to be you know drinking a fifth of vodka or you know multiple <laughs> bottles of wine every night also probably not like correct that's I yeah that's generally, but there's also no way to really govern th those sorts of things so i think right and 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 i think that's where again uh, here we are putting things back in the responsibility of the person that you know i hold the license what do i feel you know, at, at what point do I feel I'm responsible for my actions? And, you know, there, cause there have been times it, I tore my rotator cuff in the coast guard and it was the first time I've ever taken real, like, um, I took Vicodin. Yeah. Woo! Wow. Yeah. Um, that was an interesting, it, you know, so, yeah. it, it, it's, but now again, my, my wife has taken stuff like that for pain stuff. And for her, it, it, it she needs to take more, you know, two or three when she took it for her, when she got hurt compared yeah. to me it was like holy crap cut that in half wow yeah back her down um right. Right. so and it's then again she drinks a cup of coffee and next thing you know she's you know it's affecting her and i can drink seven and it doesn't do anything to me so yeah. there's two different aspects of two different things caffeine and and vicodin that affect people completely different so yeah. yeah i think it kind of comes down to how much do you like trust the individual to make right decisions for themselves and the problem is with a career like truck driving or driving a plane or doing surgery like you know if i you know you know take too much vicodin or drink too much or smoke too much or, or what have you you know it really only affects me because right. i'm behind my computer typing articles all day i nothing right. I do has any safety implications for larger society um but it makes right. sense that we have to have more stringent requirements for someone like a truck driver who has so much uh, what they do really affects the public. It's, it's, he's, he or she is just not one person who's making a choice that could affect their day. They could, they could kill a person or dozens of people or cause serious injuries. There's, it's, it makes sense that it makes sense in some ways that trucking would hedge on the, hedge to be too safe and maybe lose out on some applicants when there are all these risks that come with uh, this still kind of unknown, untested substance. Right. And, and, and this is the other thing too. I remember when, you know, I remember getting to a wreck and I, I you know, just, I think I've been driving for a little bit and I was the, a lot younger than I am now because I'm old and ancient now. Uh, but I remember saying, man, I, I really did not mean to do that. And the cop says, that's why we call it an accident. So accidents can happen even if you're completely sober, completely, you know, either way. But it's it's one of those things that where do we look at? Where do we look at that time frame is the, is the question we're looking at. If you're doing alcohol on, on Saturday and here we are on Monday, you can legally drive that truck. And if you're doing marijuana on on Friday and you kind of here comes Monday, you can legally drive that truck. And I and I think it's one of those that, uh, like it or not, marijuana. You know, and like I said, this is the age gap. Marijuana is becoming something of a recreational acceptance at this point yeah. and a medical thing. Yeah. So at some point now, if it's something where you need it for medical, 
you might have to take it every day. That could be different. But if you are doing it just on Friday and you don't have to drive until Monday, here is Monday. Yeah. Should you be able to drive? That is a good question. That is a good, yeah. that is a good question. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're going to end this one here so we don't get ourselves in trouble. Uh, do not, do not drink nor do marijuana and drive any type of vehicle. I will make that uh, announcement uh, yes. very loud in my microphone. Don't drink, yes. don't drive, don't do marijuana, don't drive. Um, that's what, not what we're saying here. But this is something that, you know, you almost have to start to weigh that thing and say, mm, let me think about this for a second. Yeah. And one's legal, one's not. Yeah, and I wouldn't recommend drivers to be doing marijuana at all at this point because then you could lose your license. So don't even do it on your on your, um, on your your clock reset period. Don't so, do it at all because you could lose your license. And... But yeah, I, th I think there's a little bit of, there's definitely some debate to be had of whether or not this is a fair kind of policy. Um, absolutely. So all I so, want to do is spark debate, so. <laughs> absolutely. And and this is kind of what, like I said, this is what we, we had a lot of this in a little bit in the, in the chat when I posted on my main page. So do you have anything else in the works that's a tot-nautic top secret operation? Yeah, so next week I'm writing, I'm actually shifting away from truckers next week. I'm writing about the rail system, um, as we've discussed a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems like there's a lot of chaos on in the rail system right now. There are strikes planned. Uh, and I've actually written maybe one or two articles on rail and intermodal in the past. So this will be an interesting experiment to, right. to uh, look into some of this stuff. But I'll be interviewing tons of experts because I am certainly not one. And yeah, that's, that's what I'm looking into for next week. Outstanding. I Like I said, I appreciate you coming on and t talking about this one. Um, and um, I hope to have you back out again. So yeah, on that note, um, I think we're going to say it one more time. Don't drink and dive. Don't do drugs and drive. Do um, <laughs> and we're going to go ahead and leave. So uh, just sit backstage for a couple seconds, and I'll be right there. Hold on. All right, All right. guys. Boop. Off she goes. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining me. We're going to cut this one off here. I'm actually going to see if the music works. Do me a favor and give me a 5x5 five five if this music works. And uh, here we go. Either way, I'm getting off the screen. Make sure mods drop Will's uh, link in there because uh, he's going live. So make sure you do me a favor and drop Will's in the chat for me. Play with the fire, you get burned. All of my struggles became lessons well learned. I got desires that keep me grounded, that's for sure. Cause one day we gon' make it out this earth. Where's your work? I'm sick of your talking, you got the wrong one. I'm taking your king and I leave him broken. If I am in second, it's after no 